All right. Well, Merry Christmas. Yeah, it is Christmas. That's amazing. And we're here together on a Sunday morning in, uh, in, in, with God's people gathered as the church. And wow, do you know, I'm, I'm told that this will not happen again for 10 years. Christmas will not be on Sunday. It was the very first year that I started pastoring here, 2011. Christmas that year was on a Sunday. And then it was 2016 when uh, we had Christmas together on a Sunday morning. Uh, so five years there, and now it's six years later, but now to be 10 years. That's what leap year does. If you're wondering, how can that be? It's leap year. Now that's, anyway, I don't know how all that works, but that's the way it's set up. So it's great to have you here. We will be gathered together next Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, we'll be observing the Lord's Supper and celebrating uh, the death of Christ on the cross for us. We're, in a sense, celebrating that today when we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ because of why he was born. So it's hard to believe that uh, when the Christmas season began, and we talked a lot about that, kicking off that very first weekend of December, we had Friday and Saturday night, Heritage Christmas, and Piercing Word was here and did the Advent of Christmas, an amazing time, and a lot of people heard the gospel, the Christmas story like they'd never heard or seen it before. And then, of course, we started that Sunday, and uh, the challenge that I laid out for you is this month, this season of Christmas... How can you make the most of Christmas this year? How can you make the most of Christmas? And we, we talked a little bit about that, but here it is now. It's Christmas. It's come after all that waiting and anticipation. And, and here we are. And, and I, I, I want to say to this morning, you know, you may have come. It's like, what new is he going to say? Well, that's the story of Christmas. It's like it doesn't change. And it's not new every year. It's the same. Praise God, right? Jesus was born so that he could go to the cross. And that will never change. And that's provided our salvation. But it's almost like I was sitting this morning. And I'm thinking, man, what's left to say? I mean, these people have heard it for years. And they've heard it for weeks this year already. But uh, God's laid something on my heart, and I want to pick up where we left off with how do we make the most of Christmas. Well, the story of Christmas is still not about Mary and Joseph. It's still not about the angel. Uh, but as we read in the text this morning, you saw, and, and now there's not just one angel, but there's a whole army of angels. And it's not even about them, nor is it about the shepherds. And Mitch introduced them to us last week in the Christmas story, and we read about them again this morning, that it's still all about Jesus. But I suggested something last night during our Christmas Eve service that I'd never thought about before. I'd listened to a message the other day while I was in the gym on the treadmill and, and uh, was challenged with a thought. And it was simply this, 
Yes, Jesus is the reason for the season. We see that scientifically around. And, uh, and yet the challenge that was brought that I had to think through, and, uh, uh, but the, the thought was that, remember this, yes, Jesus is the reason for the season, but maybe another way to look at that, and maybe even more accurately, is we are the reason for the season. And you say, well, that sounds self-centered, self-focused, selfish. Well, John 3, 16, right? For God so loved the world. Who's that? Us. You and me. Us. That he gave his one and only son. To who? Us. That whosoever. Who's that? Whoever. Us. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And when you think about it, because God loved us. Jesus was born. He came to this earth for us. He became a human being just like us so that he could die for those of us who believe. So think about that. We also are the reason for the season. So back to my question about making the most of Christmas this year. How'd you do? How'd you do? Here we are. It's Christmas morning. And, and three weeks ago when we started there, how have you done these weeks of December? Were you able to get beyond the cultural celebration of the holiday that much of the world calls Christmas? Were you able to move beyond all of the, the stuff that our culture says you have to have if you're going to celebrate Christmas? Uh, did you take the time to focus on the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, who came to save his people from their sins? We talked about the importance of that. And if Christmas kind of snuck up on you, I've got good news. There's still time to make the most of Christmas. Still time to make. Now, you might be thinking, Glenn, whoa, wait, wait a minute. You, you must have been up too late on Christmas Eve last night. Uh, what do you mean there's still time to make the most of Christmas? Well, um, it's not too late. You may be thinking, well, it's here, it's too late, I'll have to figure that out for next year. But no, it's not too late. Because here's why, you have the whole year before next Christmas. The whole year to make the most of this Christmas, of the Christmas that's the same every year. We have the whole year to make the most of Christmas. We have all of 2023 before us to make the most of Christmas. Here's why, and really it's not complicated. Because this is how we make the most of Christmas. We make the most of Christmas when we spread the good news that Jesus was born. That's the Christmas story. Many of you I know 
on, sun, uh, on Christmas mornings, read that story with your family. Or maybe you read it on Christmas Eve, whenever you read. But that story, the Christmas story, is that Jesus was born. That's it. And the, and the result of his birth is that you and I have been provided forgiveness of sin because he grew up as a man, as a human, so that he could go to the cross and die in our place for our sins. And we need to make much of Jesus, much of Christmas, by spreading the good news that Jesus was born. So would you open your Bibles, if you don't already have them open, to the Christmas story, as we call it, in Luke 2. Luke chapter 2, the Christmas story. And as Scott mentioned already, that's on page 716 in the Bible. If you want a hard copy and uh, to hold right in the chair, underneath the chair in front of you, it should be there, page 716, Luke chapter 2. So this morning, I want you to walk out of this building and determine that you will make the most of Christmas by following the example of the shepherds. By following the example of the shepherds. And so here as we talk about it, let's look at verse 15 of Luke chapter 2. So we're going to just talk right through this and, and, and work our way through an explanation of all that's going on here. So in Luke chapter 2, verse 15, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven. Now, if we're going to put all that together... Scott and Mitch just read the Christmas story, but we've been there a little bit. Mitch was there last week and, and in the text. And so as we, we understand the angels had left them, well, you go back to verse 8 of Luke 2, and we read, There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. So there's the angel, and he comes along. And then after he makes his announcement, we'll get to that in a minute, we get down to verse 13, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying glory to the God, to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And there it is, there's the whole group of angels. And that's why we read in verse 15, when the angels left them. So they had been there, they delivered God's message, revealed God's truth to the shepherds, and now there they are, they're done, they praise God, the angel army saying glory to God, and, and they left, and they went back to heaven. And then we read verse 15, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see, let's go and see. We just were told something is going on in Bethlehem. We heard about that. They gave us some news, some information. They gave us, they said it was good news. We need to go and see. So let's go to Bethlehem and see. And this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Here's again, one of those things that I had never picked up on as much this time reading through, as we're told which the Lord has told us about. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord... Wait a minute, you say, I thought an angel said that. 
And then he was joined by an army of angels. But they said, the Bible says, which the Lord has told us about. The shepherd said, the Lord, what? It was probably the angel of the Lord. We don't know that exactly, but they referred to who told them, one of the eight, as the Lord. And so they got the revelation the Lord wanted them to have as the shepherds. They got the message. And it's interesting. Let's go see this thing which the Lord has told us about. Now, what were they told? Well, we got to go back up into the text, back up into verses 10 and 11. All right. So here's what they told the shepherds about, what the angel told the shepherds about, what the Lord told the shepherds about. And this is what we read. But uh, do not be afraid, verse 10. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Wow. Good news, great joy. You hear that? You got to know what's going on. You want to know that because that's good stuff. And then here it is, verse 11. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Today in the town of David. That's Bethlehem, right? We just saw that. We, uh, that's what the angel said. That's why when we're in verse 15, that's why the shepherd said, let's go to Bethlehem and see. That's the town of David. And so as they did that, they, they took off. That's what the angels told them, that a Savior had been born. Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One, the Long-Awaited One, the Promised One. Who were told in Matthew, the angel told Joseph to name him Jesus. Why? Because he would save his people from their sins. That's the news. That a child had been born. That Jesus the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one had been born. And he was the one, the promised prophesied one who would provide forgiveness of sin for those who would believe. Amen. Man. That's the Christmas story. And that's what the shepherds had been told by the angel as they read that we read there but in verse 15 by the Lord. So look at verse 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And if we go back to verse 12, back up into the text, okay? Again, we need to pay attention to all that's there so we don't miss it. Verse 12, and the angel said, This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, not clothes, right? Cloths. There wasn't anything unique about that. Uh, it was just claws that most Israel Jewish women would wrap their newborn babies in to, to keep them warm, but many thought also to keep their limbs, their arms and legs in place. And, and that was done. Wrap them in claws. You'll find wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. That's why we read in verse 16 as they hurried off and look what they found. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby, what? Lying in the manger. Exactly what they had been told. Boy, 
when Luke, back in chapter 1, we're reminded last week about the certainty that Luke had written about. He undertook to write with truth. He was going to get the facts, the details straight so that everybody reading this could know for sure a certainty that what was prophesied, what was said, actually would and did happen. And that's exactly what we have here. And uh, although it wasn't hundreds of years in the making, the angels told the shepherd, or the angel told the shepherds that, and they said, let's go see that sign, and boom. They run off and they find Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Verse 17, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Look at it in those verses you find in the whole, three times, just as they had been told. Exactly as they had been told. Now I mentioned to you earlier as we looked at this, that um, I, I wanted us to uh, walk out of this building understanding and determined to make the most of Christmas throughout this coming year, 2023, all the way up until Christmas 2023, by following the example of the shepherds. And here's the first thing the shepherds did. When God reveals good news, you must pay attention and respond. They paid attention to what the angel, yes, but what they said the Lord had told them. They paid attention and responded. Now, it's like you say, well, I, I'm not sure that I'm going to have an angel appear to me and give me some good news of great joy. And yet, really, as the shepherd said, it was the Lord who told them, we have this book, the Bible, which is God's revealed word to us. The Lord has told us here all kinds of things. He has revealed to us his truth in his word. We have it to know what God said and how he wants us to live. And as we think about that, it's in the Bible. We need to pay attention. God has revealed the good news that causes great joy for all people. We've just read about it here. But this book, the Bible, is full of that message, full of that truth. And we need to get it. We need to pay attention to what God says when we're told about the birth of Jesus Christ. What are we waiting for? Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse or chapter 3 verses 16 and 17 he said this he said that all scripture is god breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of god may be thoroughly equipped for every good work when he says servant of god he's talking about every one of us who know jesus so that we will be equipped 
for every good work. It is God's revealed word to us that will equip us to serve him, that will equip us to live our lives on this earth. How much time are we spending reading God's revealed words to us? You see, if we're going to respond to the truth of God, we've got to know what that truth is. We've got to put it in our hearts and our minds and our lives and live it out. That's what we need. And that's why I'm saying we must pay attention. Sometimes I think we read the Bible. I hope you spend time regularly during the week each day. Do you miss a day? Sure I do. But regularly reading the Word of God and, and, and letting His revealed truth fill our hearts and our minds and our lives. And when we do that, we read things sometimes and go, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. And sometimes that's as far as we go with it. We look at it, yeah, that's God's truth. I like what it says there, but then we don't do anything about it. That's why James says it's not good enough to just hear it. We got to That's right. Do it. Live it. Wow, man, we're wound up this morning. Man, I wish Christmas was on Sunday more often. Woo! But this is what we're talking about here, folks. And it's almost Wait a minute. If God said it, we need to do it immediately because that's the next thing. Our response ought to be immediate. The Lord told us about these things is what the shepherds said. They believed what they heard and were told in verse 16, look at it, they hurried off to Bethlehem. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger just like they were told. I would challenge you as you read God's revelation to us, his revealed truth, the truth of the birth of Jesus Christ, and more than that, that we would hurry off to find out if these things are so and to live them out in our lives, to do what we find we need to be doing. But secondly, the shepherds also exemplified this idea of they weren't making the most of Christmas, but I think in the Christmas story for you and I, when God reveals good news, you must tell what you've seen and heard. We said, first of all, you must pay attention and respond. Don't just let it go in one ear and out the other, as my mom used to say to me, right? That's in the book of parenting, right? We've all heard that. What, that just go in one ear and out the other, right? No. Sometimes we do that with God and we cannot, so we must pay attention, respond, but secondly, we must tell what we've seen and heard. And look at it there in verse 17. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. They heard and they saw. They heard from the angel. They went to see what they were told. They heard and saw, and we must tell what you've seen and 
heard. They spread the word about what had been told them about this child. And what was told them? That he would save his people from their sins. That a Savior would be born that day in the city of David, Bethlehem, and he would be the Savior for those who would believe. That's what they were told. That's what they went to see. And we need to tell what we've seen and heard about this child. You know, in just a week, next Saturday evening, New Year's Eve, right? Hard to believe. 2022 comes to an end. Millions of people will be gathered together at Times Square in New York City, right? To watch whatever drops this year. Who knows? I have no idea what's going to drop this year, but whatever's going to come down and everybody counts off and they spend hours waiting for this to happen. There'll be millions of people in Times Square waiting for that to happen. And all, th- all of the major television networks will be covering it and showing us all about the big drop at midnight. And, and these millions of people that are there will be there in the cold or the rain, or the snow, or in whatever. They will be there. It won't matter what the weather is like. They will be gathered. And at midnight, when that happens, blasting out, at least on your TV if you're up watching, uh, but certainly throughout the city, you will hear Frank Sinatra singing, New York, New York, right? And uh, he'll be, start spreading the news. All right. That's all I can do. Yeah, I want to be part of it. New York, New York. I, I, I don't know why. I guess I was thinking about the new year, and that hit me. And I thought when I read there that the shepherds, when they had seen Jesus, they spread the word. And I thought, man. What news are we spreading? What news are we spreading? Um, One Christmas season, about 15 years ago, I don't know exactly, but they're in about. uh, Jane and I got together with another couple friends of ours for years, and I don't know if it was on the bucket list, but we went to the annual Christmas tree lighting at Rockefeller Center in New York City. In the heart of New York City. And we, uh, we drove to Newark and we got on the train and we took the train into New York City so that we didn't have to worry about parking and all that stuff. And, and, and we got there and we got to Times Square and it started to rain, and I'm telling you, what a night that was. I mean, it was, it was an amazing thing. I think, if I remember correctly, where we were standing, the, that big giant tree in Rockefeller Center looked about this big. <laughs> we actually had gotten there earlier, and we're up closer, and, and, um, and, and the... the so the two couple, we left our wives at our spot, 
And, and we went to look for food. Us guys said, we'll go, we'll, we'll find something to eat, and we'll get it and come back. By the time we came back, probably from here to the other end of the building was just full of people. And so we're trying to get to our wives. We've got sandwiches, and we're trying to get up to our wives, and, and we're trying to get through the crowd, and we can't get through the crowd. And we're saying, hey, we got our wives are up there. And, and I heard some guy, yeah, so is my mother. <laughs> they didn't believe us. <laughs> so as we, tried, we finally gave up and we called them on the cell phone and said, you're going to have to come this way. We'll have to find somewhere else to stand to watch the lighting of the tree. And so it, it, the rain, it was pouring. It was just ugly. I, I tell you all that because that night we still tell people about. I could give you a whole lot more details about the whole night, but we talk about that and we tell people, we remember the details of everything that happened. What are you telling people about today? We tell people about our favorite sports teams or we tell people about the weather. We tell people about our vacations. We tell people about what happened in school. We tell people about what happened at work. We tell people about all kinds of things. Are we spreading the news about the birth of Jesus Christ? The shepherds saw what they had heard about and they spread the word that they'd been told about this child. That's our job, folks. And that's part of making the most of Christmas. What news are you spreading? What do you talk about the most? Because in Luke 2.11... Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, the Christ, the Anointed One. Oh, let your amazement at what you've seen and heard show. You know, I was thinking about that. When the, the shepherds saw what they'd been told they couldn't control themselves because we see the third example that they left us was that they gave glory and praise to God. They couldn't contain themselves. And I was thinking about that and, and you know what that is? I guess we live in that day and, and if you're a sports uh, follower of any kind, uh, you know what it's like when your team is there in the game and somebody in a basketball game hits that last second jumper and they win the game and you don't, nobody has to tell you that you should cheer. If it's your team, you're just up on your feet screaming and yelling. If, if somebody kicks a last minute field goal, with the clock running out in football and your team is the one and they nobody has to tell you, you should get up and be excited about that. But let me tell you, when we read that the child Jesus was born 
And the shepherds spread the news about what they'd seen and heard. And then verse 20, we read, The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. They couldn't help it. They couldn't keep it in. This was better than a last second shot at the buzzer. This was better than a last second field goal with the clock running out. This is the birth of Jesus. And if you know Christ is your Savior, He's changed your life. And our response to that ought always be like that buzzer-beating shot with no time. That's, that's the excitement. That's the praise. They gave glory and praise to God. Listen, I don't know if you've opened your presents yet. I, we don't have kids in our home right now. We'll have some grandkids later on, so that'll be different. But we weren't there first thing in the morning. I was up, and, and Jane was up, and that's about it. But you know how it goes when the presents come out, and everybody's excited about it and, and telling everybody. And, and I remember after Christmas would happen, and we'd open our presents. My grandparents, if they weren't with us, we'd call them, and they'd want to know everything we got. And so we'd tell them all about it. And, and here it is. It'd be just like telling about our favorite Christmas presents. Look what mom or dad gave me or grandpa or Gigi or whoever. What about the best gift we've ever received? That of Jesus Christ. Are we giving glory to God? Do we praise God for that gift of salvation of the person of Jesus? We need to spread the news about the gift, but also the giver. You see, because it was the shepherds, they praised God for the birth of Jesus. We need to praise God. We need to lift Him up. You say, well, what does it mean? How do we glorify? We talk about it. Just like you do your favorite team or your favorite car or your favorite whatever, we talk about it. We tell everybody we see all about what we've seen, what we've heard. Why? Because we're so excited. That's glorifying and praising God. We're spreading the news about the birth of the child Jesus. We're praising God for what He's done in providing salvation for those who would believe. We're telling them that He's delivered us from our sin, that we've been forgiven, that we no longer have to walk in darkness. In fact, we no longer are darkness. We now are the light of the world. Amen. And we're to let that light shine. Jesus was born for us. Good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people we got to tell people that Jesus was born for them for them don't raise your hand but does anybody here know anybody who doesn't know Jesus uh, of course you do have you told them that Jesus was born have you had the opportunity this Christmas season to tell them that Christmas means that Jesus was born? 
and you go on and you can say, and he lived his life, ultimately go to the cross so that he could die to forgive our sin. That's giving glory and praise to God. That's what Christmas is all about. That's making the most of Christmas all year long. As we close this morning, let me encourage you. I know it's Christmas Day. The Christmas season, season as we know it, is over. It's done. But we have all of next year, all of 2023, to make the most of Christmas by spreading the good news that Jesus was born. That is how you and I can make the most of Christmas. It's not too late. It's a year till Christmas comes again. We got a lot of time and a lot of work to do. If you're here today without Jesus, I would love to talk with you how you can know that little baby Jesus who was born so that he could die to pay for your sin and give you forgiveness and eternal life. Let me pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for Jesus. As we celebrate this Christmas morning, this Christmas day, that Jesus was born. Oh, God. Help that to be the most exciting thing that we ever talk about to anybody. Lord, help us to let our light shine. Help us to spread the news that Jesus was born and that we can know forgiveness of sin because he went to the cross, died in our place for our sin. Thank you, Father. For this great day to celebrate what you have done for us in the birth of Jesus Christ. For it's in his name I pray. Amen.